Hey, good morning and happy Sunday. If you are here, you are here to kick off season seven, Weightless in Mind, Body, and Spirit with Dr. Carol Penn and a host of fantastic, wonderful, amazing guests. I am going to let you all sit back and we are going to hear our wonderful, wonderful theme music by Kenny Brazil Hamilton. Weightless, weightless. No matter what people say, you're full of greatness. Greatness. Time you opened up your eyes, you were courageous. If only they could see you going through your paces. It's amazing. Weightless. everyone. Welcome. Happy holidays to you throughout the entire world, wherever you are, and however you may be coming together to celebrate. We have such an exciting show for you today. And as always, I invite you to please participate and engage fully. Drop your name in the chat. Let us see and hear and feel where you are coming from in mind, body, and spirit and an actual place. I'm here in the beautiful town of Red Bank, New Jersey, the landed space of the Lanai Lenape, indigenous peoples, who cultivated this land where I stand. You know, where are you and and who cultivated your land? I'm so excited about this season seven and I know people are busy with last minute this and that and preparations against the backdrop of, whoa, you know, this pandemic that we're going through. So I'm grateful to each and every one of you for taking your time and for being here this morning. Already, we've got some early birds on. Good morning and welcome, Linda. Yes, hashtag Meditation Nation. Good morning and welcome, Dr. Dietrich. Welcome. Good morning, Patricia. Yes, so glad that you made it. Good morning, Carla. So glad that you made it. That is just wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. And it's it's delightful for me to be spending this time with you. And some of you might have known, and you've met her before, you've seen her before, the wonderful, the amazing Reverend Zamoria Brandon, who often is a guest on the show and often opens the season with me because I always, I, I'm always bringing in that spiritual element, but you know, as life would have it, (laughs) you know, things, things, things go sideways sometimes. And in going sideways, if we could be present to it, new opportunities emerge. So in a moment, We'll be receiving and hearing the wonderful vibrational resonance of Reverend Zamoria's voice. We won't see her on camera. Now, you know, we'll explain a little. You know, she she had a little trip and fall. Good morning and welcome, Kenny. Good morning and welcome. Blessings and love to Teresa, your beautiful bride, right? And so, and again, this 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 healing vibration that we're bringing forth today. So. But before I bring on Reverend Zamoria, when we talk about being weightless in mind, body, and spirit, we're talking about it. We talk about, you know, some of the medical aspect where we inform and educate it. No treatment or diagnosis here. That's between you and your healthcare and wellness team, your professionals. And we also talk about the spiritual 
aspect, correct? Where what would it be like if we could walk in the world feeling light, feeling uplifted? Good morning, Marianne, and welcome. Glad to see you here, right? So this is what we're talking about. So without further ado, you know her, you love her. Reverend Zamoria is just going to talk to us for a few minutes. We're so grateful that she is home from her little side trip there and that she is on her own healing journey this morning. And we also welcome a new member to the family, our show's new producer, Kenya. Welcome, Kenya Pope. And we are always in gratitude to Mr. DM Jones for all that he has been doing and participating in. All right. So Reverend Zamoria, here we are, my sister. We can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yes. It is so wonderful. Such a blessing to be able to uh, be here with all of you. I may not be on camera, but it's like doing a radio interview. You will run by the, uh, the vibration of my voice. And my voice came into being on June 19th, 1949 at 11:12 a.m. when I screamed out after I came through my mother's womb. So that was the first sound of my voice. I am originally from Chicago, Illinois, but I have been in Philadelphia since 1974. And I want to just say special, special love to my sister, Dr. Carol Penn. We have a lifelong connection, uh, no matter where we are, no matter what's going on in the world, no matter how it's happening, no matter how we have to show up. As this morning, I am showing up. And so you have to imagine for those that have never seen me before, what I look like, but I always say this, that if I were in a fire and burned beyond recognition, who would I be? How would I show up? So this morning I'm showing up with the voice of the energy, the presence that God gave me to be able to connect and heal as I'm healing myself uh, as well. Yes, I had a little side trip. A few things happened to me, but in life, as we know, uh, there are times of vulnerability where things happen. And I always look at it as a teachable moment, an opportunity to learn something about what it is that I've been through, what I'm going through. How am I going to show up in my healing? You know, because it's only one part of the journey. So I'm grateful as I sit here this morning in my home, you know, my uh, sanctuary uh, as I'm healing and uh, so excited to be a part of this show, specifically for the topic, the things that we need to talk about that relate to us as a people, you know, how we will navigate, how we will move forward, how we will endure all that's going on, how we will pray for those that are struggling, how we will navigate during this time of um of being able to just be with each other in whatever way that shows up. You may gather, you may not gather, you know, all of those things. You may do Zoom, you may talk on the phone, you may text, you may email, you may drop by someone's front door and leave a card, you know, all of those things. So the conversation this morning is so important because we need to be able to have a safe space where we can open up, we can be ourselves, we can share and speak truth to power. This mm. is an opportunity to do that today. And I'm so thankful for Weightless and Mind, Body, Spirit with Dr. Carol Penn, brother, the brother, DM Jones. And I'm just meeting Kenya. And I just love her image that will be on the screen. But, you know, I just want to say welcome to each of you that got up so early this morning and that are sitting somewhere. Maybe you're still in your bed. You know, you've got your um, you're listening. 
And we look forward to your comments, your commentary, your insight, insight, your perspective, you know. And uh, again, it is an honor to be here. I didn't know whether I would even be here physically. But Carol said to me, oh, if you call me on Friday night, you'll say, oh, I want to be on, you know. (laughs) And so it wasn't Friday night. It was last night I called her and I said, I want to be on, Carol. I'm not going to be on camera, but my voice will speak for me. So I say welcome on this, as we say, Carol and I say, happy Sunday morning. We're here. We are um, connected and we're connecting and we're going to share and we don't be shy. Put it in the chat or unmute yourself and speak it so that we can hear where you are, what's in your heart, what's in your spirit, you know, so that we can have a dialogue with each other. So with that, I just say thank you. I'm so grateful this morning that um, God has brought me through my journey that I've been on for the last couple of weeks, and I'm still healing, but it's okay. Because as I sit here today, I know that God has truly blessed me and I'm extremely grateful. Oh, say amen. Ashe, and so it is. Ashe, Ubuntu, namaste. So thank you so much. And uh, I'm excited today. So thank you, thank you, thank you, my dear, dear, dear sister Zamoria. And we welcome some first time visitors to the show. Teresita, Fabio, so welcome to both of you. And we say hello and welcome to Victoria, who's over in the UK, and Tina and to Patrick. So the family continues to gather this morning, this morning. So my dear, continue your the deep rest, continue your healing journey. May today's show as we connect, we are creating this new neural network in the moment, um, be as medicine for you and a healing balm for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. So um, I'm going to invite Reverend Zamoria. She's going to go on over to the green room where she will be enjoying and listening to the show. We'll bring her back on at the end if she's able to hang out. And um, I'm going to get ready for you all to meet our special guest today. Hey, and JD just joined and he's shouting out. He says, hey, Zamoria. (laughs) thank you so much yes indeed. much love much love much love so see you in a little bit reverend zamoria okay then all right so wow so we're going to get ready to get into the conversation today we are talking about we're going to be this is going to be infused throughout this coming season this idea of neurospirituality finding god in a techno primal world and this this next guest is instrumental because when i first heard i believe the phrase was techno primo my husband was talking about it and he was saying, you know, Frank says that what we're really in right now and what is really needed is this this techno primo. How do we bring together the, the technology of now along with you know, the, the primal or the primordial? And and you know, this is a conversation because I'm always talking about tapping into these ancient wisdom traditions, right? And, and, and the more we study about our brain, the more we study about the mind-body connection, the more we know about this, this concept of spirituality is actually hardwired in the human being. You know, so science is revealing that, that, you know, every single cell in our body, we're made of 70 to 100 trillion of them each. 
has its own little network, has its own little mind, as it were, and this tremendous ability to communicate with each other, with the outside world, and then between what happens human to human. We are so amazingly made. And most of us have no idea of the the potential power in that. And this is what I, I've, I've been studying this most of my life initially without knowing that I was studying it. And then very intentionally with, you know, the publication of my master's thesis, which was published uh, by New York University way back in 1990. Good morning and welcome, Connie, cousin Connie and Martha. And I'm just, I, 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 we just going to go and, and, you know, my work as a dancer, my work in the world, of course, dance, voice, and music are fused together as an expression, as an instrument itself. And so this incredible opportunity to talk with one of the world's most renowned musicians. Wow. We are so, y'all know, I'm so fortunate. I am so fortunate to uh, just, just know that I'm alive in the universe with this person would be enough. But to actually have met this person, my goodness, for this to be, you know, my husband's brother, which makes him my brother-in-law, is, you know, he and... Um, his wife, Margot, are just, you know, just incredible, incredible, incredible human beings, loving people. Their energetic imprint is large and envelops uh, the universe. So I'm going to bring him on camera because I always like to read a person's accolades and just kind of watch them receive that vibration. Because a lot of us, we don't get our accolades while we are on, you know, this side, you know, it's, you know, we, you know, laying down, looking up and something else is happening. But I like it when the person is alive. And we're going to talk about this neuro-spirituality. We're going to talk about techno-primal living, and we're going to experience the vibration not only of the voice, but of some of the instruments that Mr. Colon is able to kind of fuse with his own neuro-spirituality and 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 how the voice of the instrument is given voice through the merging of his vibration with the vibration of the instrument. So here we go. I'm bringing bringing him on camera now. Yes. Hello, there he is. So Mr. Francolone is a specialist in Latin Caribbean. Brazilian and Asian percussion instruments, including congas, bongos, timbales, bata drums, shakere, cuica, berimbau, and tabla drums, among others. Frank began his musical career with a five-year stint in Julito Colazo's Afro-Cuban drum ensemble. On New York City's jazz scene, he quickly went on to perform and record with Walter Booker, Chet Baker, um, Jaco Pastor, Pastorias, uh, Michelle Camilo, Afro Master Drummer, Babatunde Ulatunji, Gato Babriero, uh, Harry Belafonte, Weather Report, Tanya Maria, Flora Puro, and Ayrto Morera, to name a few, to name a few. He also has played with many of the world's famous uh, Brazilian musicians, perhaps most widely known, the name, big name, widely known here in North America is Milton Nascimento, oh, you know, whose music I just absolutely adore. Door. He was a sideman with Manhattan Transfer for 12 years. He participated on two of their Grammy-winning records and was voted in 1988 as one of the top three most influential percussionists of the year in the Modern Drummer magazine poll. 
He also appears in the musical documentary movie Calle 54, directed by Oscar winner Fernando Trueba. His three albums as a leader are Frank Cologne, Live, at Varchin Jazz, Latin Wonder, and Latin Lounge, all of which have received very good critical reviews. He is also featured as the principal soloist in a DVD by the Russian String Orchestra from Moscow in a symphony commissioned for them entitled Adoration al Ritmo. So welcome, welcome. And you know, wow. <laughs> Dr. Penn, thank you so much, Dr. Penn. Carol, my friend, thank you. Thank you for such a generous introduction, really. Um, you know, it's such an honor to be here with you, uh, talking about all these things that are, are, are so vital to, to everyday living. You know, they're so vital to the wellness of humanity. And, you know, to be here with you, who is a, a person who is so focused on, on the wellness, global wellness, uh, you know, it's, it's a tremendous honor. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you very oh. much. Well, you are, it's, it's delightful and you are being welcomed by our wonderful, wonderful, wonderful audience. As you can see, this, these folks get up early and they are, they are alive and in the chat and they are yeah. participating. And this is, this is so beautiful to be able to have this discussion because I, I really think that the, the new, for I'm going to call this, and I'm probably going to say things today that I've never said before uh, to perhaps this audience or any other audience, is that when, when I think about a new order that is emerging in the world, when I think about lessons learned, particularly from, you know, this global shut down that we've all are living through. And now as we watch, whoa, you know, what, what's happening in um, the world with the pandemic. So here on the East coast where I am, you know, it's New York city has started shutting down again. People were literally sitting um, to see the world famous Rockettes, you know, they were in Radio City Musical Hall, that that beautiful, you know, that beautiful theater. And the stage manager came out and said, folks, we're so sorry. We have, we're not going to be able, the show cannot go on. I know you're here wow. and you traveled far. And, and, and not only is today's show not going to go on, but we're shutting down for the rest of the season. And then six other Broadway shows followed suit. The Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater followed suit. So this is what we're seeing as things start to ramp up in terms of, you know, what what's happening. And I and I think we are going to have to really, really think about what's possible and redefine how it is that we heal and what it is that we need to heal, you know, in this moment. There's no playbook for this. But one of the things I know for sure is that when we, we talk about these ancient wisdom traditions, when we talk about music, we talk about theaters, we talk about the arts, I don't know anything that is more transformative and more healing right there instantly in the moment than what comes from the human voice and by extension, what happens through movement, what happens through the voice of the instrument, what happens through the, the voice of, of mother nature. And I'm just having such envy. Y'all, y'all, this is Frank's backyard that we're looking at, <laughs> which is just gorgeous. So what, what in your experience in, in this world of voice, sound, movement? Well, you know, my experience has been uh, that movement and sound vibration, which is movement in itself, is, is a powerful healing factor. And is, it's one of the reasons that musicians are, make music because it's about moving the air from me to you and having that movement affect you in a positive way and if if at possible you know within that that dual exchange because it's not just me throwing down you know to you 
and having you just receive it it's it's an exchange that 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 uh a musician a person of the earth seeks in in performing his art see um it, it's a give and take you know it's not uh it's not just a radio throwing out sound and and that's it it has no consciousness as to who is listening or what it is doing or or what it is throwing out it's simply a, a, a machine that is throwing out and pushing air but us we are not machines we are we are people with feelings and we are we are people with emotions and that is what we should be transmitting and that's where we we meet on common ground in the sharing of those emotions now if i'm producing those emotions and moving the air through an instrument i guess that that's my mission that's that's what i'm here and i learn to do you know and uh you're doing the same thing in in the sense of reaching out to me and reaching out globally to the people um here's something that i've used to not only uh move air and create music but also to break barriers see uh, people they ask me what is this this thing that's spelled c-u-i-c-a how do you say that quike quike or no it's called a quika quika and in some i mean it's called it's been called a lion drum in some cultures and you'll see i'll, I'll give you a taste of its roar So we are talking about a drum. But it's not a drum that you hit. I'm, I'm, you know, breaking convention. It's a drum that you stroke. And in that stroke, which is gentle at times, at times it's firm. That's where you get the different reactions from the skin. See? like a human voice just then almost yes yeah for sure yes. <laughs> and of course you get variations in different cultures this is this comes from the continent of africa and in certain tribes yeah. see the sound is made by pulling on this little piece of bamboo this little reed that is attached to the skin it actually goes through and is attached to the skin. And that is what I'm stroking with this humid piece of material. So, you know how you, as a kid, you'd go to a McDonald's and you get a Coke and they have the straw sticking through the, the yes. plastic thing and yes. you go like that and you, you know, you'd be playing at the table with making that sound. It's basically the same thing. See? If I just pass pass it i mean i can do it with my hand too wow more control see so the in some cultures that little reed is on top and they play it in this way for example in the abacua culture of cuba their secret el secreto of the abacua is actually a drum and it's a quicker drum inverted where they, they have the stick coming out here. And as we're all adults on this, on this uh, live, it's played in a motion that could be interpreted as somewhat, you know, semi-pornographic if it would be played in public. Yes. <laughs> so that's, I think that's part of the reason why that drum in Cuba is kept secret stored away in the house and it's only heard outside nobody sees it except the actual person who is who is entrusted to play that wow 
So see, so you have variations. In Brazil, this was a variation that came through, see? And it was popularized in samba. It's that, that's, this is the sound that you hear on those carnival sambas, that really high-pitched sound. It sounds almost like a horn. You know, yes, like... it does. <laughs> That's basically the samba vibe. You know, wow. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And you do hear that, that high pitch floating above. So at times, you know, like going through an airport, people that, you know, customers say, what is this? I said, listen, this is an instrument that was designed by NASA. And it was designed to be able to speak to extraterrestrials. <laughs> they'd look at me, hey, come on, man. You know. but, <laughs> but, you know, I'd give them a taste. And it, it brings out the smiles, you know. And there's where we connect. And there, there it is. Level. There it is. Yeah. That there's connection. where we connect. I was once uh, uh, going through customs in Sicily. And uh, just, you know, here I am rolling down a suitcase and an instrument case. And the customs agent pulls me over just because of, you know, the whole thing. He wants to know what exactly I have in there. So he takes me aside and he starts pulling out percussion instruments. And what's this? Well, that's, you know, it's a cowbell. That thing that they, we put on cows. I said, yeah, you know, but we play it, you know, like this. And what's this? It's a shaker. And what's this? Well, it's a shaker that goes with another instrument. And he says, he looks at the case, right? Look, I don't have to pull everything out, right? It's, it's clean, right? I said, yeah, you know, you're wasting your time. And he just stares at me and says, you know, I'm a percussionist as well. I said, on Sundays, I play the church bell. Oh. Yeah. Man. And that's it, you know, right there. Okay, now we have common ground. We have created a rapport. He has extended himself to me, you know, looking at all this uh, metal and, and, and shakers and, and things. And he, he, he understands me now. See, before he didn't. Right. He right. understands. It's a communication. He plays the bell. What for? To bring people. I play these instruments. To touch people. Yes. And that's where the officer of immigration has reached out to me. And we both understand each other, even though we can't speak in, you know, verbally. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think that's important. I think that's part of the role of music. See? Music. uh, Movement as well. Um, But we can get into this as we go along. And I'm hearing this as it's a it's a thread the tapestry of humanity. It's the, it's a thread, you know, each of these little moments of connectivity create this thread. And I see the thread, although invisible as a part of the, the neural network that our minds are able to create in this moment, because it's not just, you know, the words, it's actually, like you said, there's a, a connection is made. And when that connection is made, despite language barriers, understanding occurs and then, you know, allowed to, you know, pass through or, or whatever that next moment is happened. I find that very similar in, in my role as a, a medical doctor, when that connection happens mm-hmm. between myself and the person sitting before me who in, the, in that moment, they're sitting before me with the label of patient. I'm sitting before them with the label of physician. It doesn't matter what the labels are. Nothing is going to happen until that connection occurs. And that's a part of this neuro-spirituality that I am referencing, that I am um, talking about. We have a, a, a Dr. Kathy, who's a, she's a family medicine doctor in this life, like I am, understanding <laughs> through music. And Diem is saying the bridges between us exist to merge movement and rhythm. And I'm saying, you know, for me at the, the, the root of all of it, the, the back of all of this is become is, is the ability, can we become more conscious about this and do this on purpose to begin to heal and shift 
what feels like this pulling apart of humanity right now with so much hatred in the world, so much upset, so much disease, which when I look at nature, I see the tree that I'm looking at outside my window as an extension of me. And the health of that tree is as vitally important to its own health as it is to my health. When I look at the beauty that is your backyard, that beauty mm-hmm. is as important to me, just like my hand is important to me. If that's injured, I'm injured. So really, you know, being able to extend this neural network to understand that it includes all living things and how we interact with them. Yeah, absolutely. That That's, that's where it's at. Um, and we connect even at, at a deeper level. I mean, we are, there is a neural spirituality, that's for sure. But I believe that we are, we are something deeper than our, our thoughts and our brain. I think our, who we are and how we communicate actually transcends those, those tools. Um, I look at the brain as a tool and uh, such a powerful tool that if, if I um, am careless, the brain will sort of like supersede my, my essence and to me, the function of the brain is to divide and analyze and strategize and, and uh, uh, plan routes and maps and, and methods and systems. But the real me, I think, is behind that and at a deeper level and uh, at a level that I have found I only tap into through stilling the brain, through setting it aside and letting it rest, acknowledging its power, but you know, giving it a rocking chair for a minute while I go further down into the essence of where I really come from and where we really connect, you know, with everything all around me as, as, as well as everything living. And uh, I, I, I tap into this through meditation, or mm. quite, quite sincerely. Uh, I practice transcendental meditation as well as Buddhist chanting. And they both... They're both they're they're different in a certain way, but I think that they both serve to still the mind, let it rest for a minute, and then you go down into the real human essence, the essence of life, the unified field of all possible possibilities of all possibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yes, I was going to ask you, you know, how you do that, how you quiet the mind. And of course, you've, you've answered that in your response. Um, and I would say that, you know, I, I agree, there is something way behind and beyond the mind and deeper than that. Um, and, and I think some of the, for me, so I'll just share for me, some of the deepness actually comes not from the head down, but also from the body up. And it's not always available in terms of what the mind produces, you know, the language of the mind and Mm -hmm. that there's knowing and information in each cell of my body. So, you know, my, my pancreas can give me a message. My liver can give me a message. My left toe can give me a message. And sometimes we have to, the mind is so powerful you know, to be able to still the mind to receive what may be coming from another part up. And also, you know, again, information that might be coming from this tree outside of my window, the bird that I can hear singing, and to be available to receive other messages as well. And I also find that through 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 music and perhaps because a person is like you say you know it, it, a person's spirit is is being given voice through mm-hmm. the instrument perhaps it is I am connecting with the soul of another and that soul connection is my medicine is my ability to be able to be healed in that moment I believe all that is possible. And in a certain way, once we train our mind, I think we can consciously use our mind to tap into 
a lot of these aspects. Um, for, uh, for example, uh, I, I practiced Tai Chi Chuan for a long time, since 1970. And I've trained, uh, I dare say, with the top masters of the time in the United States. And uh, it, it, the, the connection between that one trains in terms of mind and fusing mind with chi. If you see, it, Tai Chi is like a qigong, but it's like a sequence of 36 to 108, depending on, on the style. But it's where we train ourselves to use the mind to direct this inner essence that we have, that the Chinese call qi, that the Indians call prana, that the Japanese call ki. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, using that, I'm, I'm, I'm going all this way to reference for uh, having studied with Mantak Chia, who is uh, a worldwide global master of Tai Chi and Qigong. And he has some techniques where he calls the inner smile. And this is where you take your mind and fusing it with your Chi in, in Qigong, you go over to your liver, to your pancreas. And you communicate directly and listen to what they have to say. You know, and interact with each organ individually and hear the message from each. And it's, it's a set technique that he calls the inner smile. And you basically come out of this meditation when all your internal organs are smiling back at you. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And how, what? What ways do you suggest? So, you know, the folks who are participating this morning, watching this show, and by the way, folks, sharing is caring. So if you know someone in your own network that would benefit from this, go ahead and share it. So they can um, watch now with us live. Or of course, this show is also repurposed as a podcast, same name, Weightless in Mind, Body and Spirit. They can listen at their leisure anytime they would like at all. So people hear me talk about, you know, Tai Chi, Qigong, yoga, talk about chanting, transcendental meditation, um, talking about Buddhist chanting, you know, all of this has been, uh, you know, a, a, a part of, of a huge part of who I am because these are my primary medicines. The pharmaceuticals, the surgeries, anything else, those are secondary and tertiary for me in my life. And as I walk more and more centered in my purpose and, and talk about healing, I believe these are tools for individuals to cultivate in their life to, to, so to be their own healer. So how do we get people to do this? Yes, I think so. And I think it's very, very important that people um, create lifestyle habits of, uh, of prevention, you know, but not even in terms of, pre I mean, I say prevention, but that's sort of on, like on the downside, on the negative. It's like uh, energy revitalization. Uh, it's like, how do I keep myself at full potential? What, what, what can I do on a day-to-day -day basis? What can I adopt into my lifestyle that will keep me functioning at maximum human potential and happy while I'm doing it? Mm. Yeah, because, uh, you know, so you're all going ho and you're going fast and you're achieving this and that and that. But you got this little cloud on top of you, you know, and, and something's not really right, but you got the drive, you know. But how do you how do you maintain that that full potential? And, and and still wake up happy in the morning, you know, happy to face the day, you know, and, uh, you know, it's, look, it's raining. It's been raining for three days here, you know, but I look as, at being here with you, with Dr. Carol Penn as bright sun. Yeah. And it's all about attitude. I mean, but attitude, I think, has something that I found through my experience has to be cultivated. You have to want it, first of all, and believe in the fact that like a light switch just hey I, I know you know i've been thinking about this and I, I was you know it's down you know it's not really doing good let me let me stop thinking about this for a minute click all right yeah you know it looks you know it, it's a decision 
basically. I'm, I'm trying to get to the, the, the point of your well-being and your happiness is basically your own decision. It's, it, you are not, you should not remain a circumstances, a victim of your own circumstances. Oh. And everything is your own circumstances. I mean, like the Buddha said, through your thoughts, you create your world. Yes, yes, yes. And, and, and can we learn to sidestep um, exhaustion, for example, as a lifestyle? <laughs> you know, you know, anxiety as a path to enlightenment. You know, we 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 do we we get stuck in in these places, and I, and I think so much of the, you know, oh misalignment that we're 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 living through that we're witnessing in the world has because people have given away their power. Yes. You know, and and I think many never knew they had it in the first place. That's right. Yes. Our society tends to uh, to indoctrinate us as to basically who holds the reins of personal power in, in, in the society. And uh, it's something that, uh, you know, individually we have to break out of. Um, yes. As, as children, we are we are coerced by many institutions. Um, that, that all profess to be in our benefit. And some genuinely are, and some genuinely are not, and some are eluded, you know? They're just eluded. And uh, it's up to the individual to see how he can, how he can uh, structure and create his own life so as to maximize himself and benefit the, the human community. Because... We, Without that, we are nothing. You know, to think that we are our own island and we can, like, you know, operate independently from everything, you can't really. We're all connected and everything, what we do affects everything in subtle and not so subtle ways. So the, 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 I, I believe that the, a way to the path of happiness and, and contentment is achieved through the notion of community that you are part of the community and you are directly linked to them you know at, at the most uh profound you know, metaphysical level you know deep down inside and this is where we tap in with these practices it's the practice it's the movement you know it's the it's it's the movement basically you know uh Today's society is a lot of, of mental, mental acumen and, and mental training, you know, and it's all, you know, digitalized and computers and, and uh, artificial intelligence, AI. I mean, look at the priorities nowadays. Now, if we go back, let's go, you know, just touching on the technoprimal thing. Yes. If we, go, if we go back, like, even like just a century, what was prioritized, at, you know, a century ago, you know, uh, it was learning how to do something that would benefit society. You would learn how to do something with your hands, which means learning how to create something, how to construct, you know, in a way that is beneficial, that has value. You know, today it, it remains up here. It's learning how to think, how to, how to you know, it's not so much giving a, a portion of your life you know, as an apprentice, right? A hundred years ago, you would seek out a master who had what you thought was your mission in life. He had the knowledge of how to do that, that he did masterfully and that you felt the, the need to learn and therefore take on that role in, in your future. You had to apprentice yourself for what? Seven, eight, 10 years? Yes. And you began by physically copying modeling what the other person did he would do it in front of you and you would try to do it as good as he was doing it and you work on that and you work on that and you have the mind hand connection you have all that and when you're finally so totally consumed that you know the feeling right that time passes by and you didn't feel those four hours going by as you are working on your craft as you are learning this instrument you know and it is it is it is beating you to death, but you are still there and you come back tomorrow for more punishment. 
right? To, to learn. And then when you finally break through, then the master taps you and he says, listen, it's time for you to, you know, expand your horizon, go out on your own. You know, I have given you what I have, you know, so take it from here. Yes. No, we don't have that nowadays. Nowadays, that's gone. That's gone. It's like, you know, you learn on your phone and you look up <laughs> Google. And you, 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 right. Yeah. You, yes. you want to learn how to play congas? Yeah. Go to YouTube. Right. 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 I had to drive four hours from Washington, D.C. up to New York, four and a half hours to have a lesson with a drum master, Julito Collazo, who you mentioned in your introduction. And I would get there and there would be times when he would be sitting on the steps of his building waiting for me, reading something. Hey, OK, great. Let's go upstairs. Let's work out. And we go up there and shed all afternoon. There'd be other times when I'd, after driving five hours, I'd go up there and he, he'd be in his apartment with some friends and they'd be drinking coffee, smoking cigarettes and talking shop. And he would set me over there in the living room and he'd tell me, here, play this, this rhythm. Okay, fine. I'm playing the rhythm and I'm playing the rhythm an hour later and by myself. And it's like, okay, I'm still playing the rhythm. Right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm looking around and playing the rhythm. And I, hey, wait a minute, you know, put the drum down. And as I reach over for a pack of cigarettes, I used to smoke them. He sticks his head out from the kitchen. Hey, what's up? You tired? Uh, are you bored? <laughs> uh, excuse me, what's going on? Say, no, 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 you know, I'm, I'm cool. Yeah, you know. So, so let's play the rhythm again. <laughs> and another hour or two would pass. So you get this thing of personality, you know, and you get this thing of don't think you hot shot yet. You know, play this one. I know you drove five hours today. You only play just one rhythm. <laughs> and when you leave here, that one rhythm is going to be in here forever. I know that. Mm-hmm. And I, I drove back home five hours full of it, you know, just full of myself because I knew I had that one rhythm. That one rhythm. Yeah. Nobody had that one rhythm as good as I did that day. Yes. And this is the this is the knowledge and and the human the human warmth that you get from this master master mentor disciple relationship that is pretty much gone nowadays. You know, you're lucky if you can find somebody like that. Yeah, and it's so so true because again, it 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 then became embodied for you. It was infused throughout the neural network of your yes. 70 to 100 trillion cells. Yes, right. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's now it's in you as if you were born playing that. And yes. I think this is perhaps the danger of the, the techno primo go as I call go as Dr. Google. You know, oftentimes I'll joke with, and I'll say, Oh, I see you've consulted Dr. Google today. You know, they come in with, with all this and, you know, and, and it is not um, oftentimes, oftentimes it okay. is, is not, as well placed as as it should be as it should be so and and again one of the things that i always invite our our listeners and our guests are so generous if you want to be in touch go to this man's website frankcolonepercussion.com where you can learn, see, do, and be some of what we're talking about here. We've got a few minutes left, and I know that you've got, you know, you've got thousands of instruments, um, but you also have another instrument that I think you can give us a little taste of, just so again to experience that. With pleasure, pleasure. Uh, This is what I call the original synthesizer, and... um, I have a, a pet theory about this one, and you know, it's. I used to get stopped a lot while going through airports because I basically used to carry it like this. I just walk up to security with my bow on my shoulder, and of course, you know, wait a minute, wait a minute, what, what, what do you, what's going on? Where do you want to go with that bow and arrow? I said, no, it's not a bow and arrow; it's a musical instrument. Once again, so my pet theory is that. 
centuries ago, the guys were out in the field hunting, right? And they're hunting. And they used to carry the poison inside here in a little paste. And here they would dip the arrow in there or the dart and try their luck hunting. And at night, while they're fixing their bow and stuff, all of a sudden one of them noticed that it's got some sonority to it, huh? Mm. Well, he took his arrow and that and felt that allowed yourself just to move if it was just an, an eyelid, a shoulder, a head. Because again, this all connects into the body, which fuses into our nervous system, which is how we leave our energetic imprint. And it is how, in fact, the body is able to heal itself. So I'm going to try. Yes. So Dr. Kina is saying yes. <laughs> and in fact, in fact, what has just occurred is that we were connected to Frank in a very powerful way. So the instrument reflects the soul of the person. And in that way, you know, this this is how we heal each other. This is we how we are the bomb for each other. And there's a person on this morning who has requested prayer, who recently had a surgery, who has requested healing. And I say that there, all of us, all of us are in need of healing, in need of this connectivity. And we are in fact, each the medicine for one another, or we have the potential for that. Yes. And that absolutely. this group that is here live right now, we're creating another entity. Uh, we carry between us a neural imprint or an energetic imprint that we will carry with us and if we were actually together long enough like playing the same rhythm for five hours it would become an energetic imprint that we carry forever so and you know what the old folks used to say be careful of the company you keep yes yeah right <laughs> Be careful of the company you keep. Oh, so Dr. Leslie was saying, I was dancing around my kitchen. So yes, and this was, you know, yes. again, you, you know, there you are creating your own medicine in your body by responding to the message of that vibration generated by Frank and his spirit. So, so Victoria saying, thanks for a great Thank kickoff. Um, Dr. Kathy is saying, great show. Happy holidays all and early happy birthday, Dr. Carol. Prayers for all. Savia yeah. is giving applause. So I am going to, oh my goodness. Well, we've got two minutes left. A quote, I'm going to bring um, Dr. Zamoria on just to close us out. And then Thank if you. you hang out for a moment in the green room, this was amazing. Healing is work, not gambling. 
It is the work of inspiration, not manipulation. If we healers, and we are all healers, are to do the work of helping to bring our people together again, we need to know such work is the work of the community, such work. And what did, I'll call him Dr. Frank said, a way to the path of happiness and contentment is achieved through community, said just a few minutes ago this morning. The work of healers is work for inspirers, working long and steadily in a group that grows over the generations till there are inspirers, healers, wherever our people are scattered, able to bring us together again. And that's from Ali Kweli Arma, the book, The Healers, the mm. book, The Healers. So Reverend Zamoria, can you give us a word to close us out? Absolutely. Oh my goodness. What a master healing class has occurred this morning for all of us. Thank you so much, Frank. If I was there, I just want to give you a, a hug, a heart-to-heart -heart hug. You Thank know, Maria. Thank you so, so much. So I know we're we're on uh, you know, techno and all of that, but I, I would love to be able to give you a hug. But thank you for the gift that you brought to us this morning. And in reference to Christina Darrell's prayer request. I want to say to you this morning that you are not a victim. You are not depressed. This experience is an opportunity for you to learn more about yourself and what steps you need to take to heal. And you can through the power of music, through all the things that have been discussed this morning uh, with you. I'm on the healing journey with you as well. And I sit here strong. I sit here proud, you know, and you can do the same. Do not be depressed. Do not be a victim. It's not about what's happening. It's about how you respond to it. And you can use this as an opportunity to grow. This yes. will be in the distant, uh, in the distant memory of your mind. Yes, I had surgery for whatever it is but I can move forward. It taught me something. It opened me up. It let me know that I need to do more self-care to take care of myself, you know? So you're not a victim. You're not depressed. Don't even use those words. You know, just say, when someone says, how are you doing? I'm healing. That's your response. I'm healing. And whatever tools you have to use, for healing, that's what you use, whether you're at home and you're listening to soundscapes on, on the cable TV, you know, whether you're meditating, whether you're in prayer, you know, whether you're taking a walk at the point that you can take a walk, you know, or that you even want to be able to walk and maybe you can only walk a few steps, but whatever you can do, be ready, be prepared, know that you can, Know that God made you special and hold. This may be a bump in the road, but that's all it is. So I'm sending my healing energy and love to you as I'm sending it to myself and all those that are on this uh, with us this morning. And thank you so much, Frank, for being a master healer. You provided a session for us this morning that's beyond the beyond. And I am healed just from sitting here and say thank you to Dr. Carol Penn, my sister, Brother D.M. Jones, Sister Kenya Pope for her techno uh, support and energy and all yes. of that. And uh, we look forward to the Brazilian tour of going away to be able so to on a, on a greater level. So um, thank you, Christina. We, we love you, Christina. And remember you are powerful beyond measure. Oh, thank you. And I'm gonna ask Kenny to play us out. I will see the, the guests and the production crew back in the green room and we'll see you now. Happy holidays 
on January 9th, where we will continue talking about neurospirituality. We're going into the neuro arts with Dr. S. Ama Ray and embodyology. See you all soon. Thank you. Yeah. Happy holidays. Yeah. Happy Thank and you. safe, joyous new year to all. Greatness, greatness. No matter what people say, you're full of greatness. greatness. Time you opened up your eyes, you were courageous. courageous. If only they could see you going through your paces. It's amazing. Weightless. Going through your paces It's amazing